This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Aimpoint Research, blending military intelligence with market research capabilities to help agri-food companies. Visit aimpointresearch.com to learn more. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Department of Agriculture is updating a program to facilitate the donation of dairy products and shore up payments for producers under an existing Farm Bill program. The news came today in the form of a $400 million investment. The donation program will be expanded to include more than just fluid milk and will involve a larger cost reimbursement. That's the word of Deputy Ag Secretary Jewel Bernard, who gave a rundown of the program to reporters Wednesday. Eligible dairy organizations will partner with nonprofit feeding organizations that distribute food to individuals and families in need. Dairy farmers, cooperatives, or processors that purchase fresh milk or bulk dairy products to process into retail packaged dairy products and meet other requirements are eligible to participate. Reimbursable costs include the price of milk used for processing and some manufacturing and transportation costs. Senate Ag Committee Chair Debbie Stabenow says the pandemic's impacts may be lessening, but people still need help. And we still certainly are seeing an unevenness in terms of um, need uh, across the country. And um, even as we look at children um, going back into schools, which is a whole other issue for us now, Changes to the dairy margin coverage program include considering higher costs of the quality of alfalfa needed for dairy production. Phil Brasher has more in his story on agripulse.com. Infrastructure legislation on Capitol Hill would have an immediate impact on one of the ways ag commodities get to export markets. Agripulse's Ben Nully has more. About 15 inland waterway construction projects need to be completed by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and at the top of the list is the Kentucky Lock Addition Project in Paducah. Army Corps resident engineer Jeremiah Manning says knowing more funding from the bipartisan infrastructure bill could come eliminates another variable during construction. Whenever we're trying to manage those physical and technical portions while also working in an uncertain funding environment, it makes the challenge almost uh, exponentially harder for us. So. With the infrastructure bill coming, it creates an opportunity for this project and others to get funded at a, uh, at a healthy level. And that healthy level could be total funding or it could be uh, just some point where the funding is coming faster than we can technically execute. And that's a, that's a position we always want to be in. Construction on the project began in 1998, but Manning says the Kentucky Lock was never efficiently funded until 2016. He says construction has been running smoothly since then. Some $2.5 billion from the infrastructure bill is expected to go toward funding for inland waterway improvements. Completion for the new Kentucky lock is scheduled for 2029. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Finally today, as the Department of Agriculture works on new marketplace fairness rules, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association hopes the beef industry will be able to retain some of its unique characteristics. USDA rolled out new enforcement guidance yesterday that it will use as it develops new rulemaking, but NCBA's Ethan Lane says that process should recognize the differences between beef and other sectors like chicken and pork. We don't want to stifle innovation. We don't want to punish a producer for being profitable on their on their product, but we want to make sure that that playing field is level and that everyone has a chance to compete. So we know they're in an information gathering phase. I'm anxious to see where their head really is on, on, on beef specifically. 
Um, and, and, you know, obviously we've been pretty vocal in the past in our opposition um, to, to previous Gypsy rules. Um, we'll be engaging in a full featured way here and making sure that our voice is heard and that our producers' voices are heard. NCBA has long held that certain quality-based programs should be taken into consideration as marketplace fairness rules are adopted. There's more on the process in our coverage on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Aimpoint Research blends military intelligence techniques with market research capabilities to help agri-food organizations discover what's really happening in the marketplace, what's going to happen in the future, and what to do to ensure success. Visit aimpointresearch.com to learn more. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more on agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.